There was a talk earlier, I was quite uh, philosophical. I've been reading into actual philosophy in the last couple of years, so I like that aspect. But then seeing more of the practical, uh, this is how this company failed with this project, or this is how you can uh, practice being a more cre creative person, or what it means. I think there's been a really nice mix, so I've kind of, this, I've taken stuff from every talk, I think. One of the things in terms of UX is sometimes people think creativity is just making something different. And that really doesn't work if different makes it harder to use. Okay, so being creative, it's got to also be functional. Hi, I'm Mike Green, and welcome to Understanding Users, the podcast where I chat candidly with UX design and research professionals from around the world to hear about how they build digital products and services in a user-centered way. I'm David Joyner, I'm business analyst and product manager. Uh, I work for Capgemini. Hi, and I also work for Capgemini. I'm a digital product manager uh, and used to be more in UX, so I'm always interested to come to this conference. My name's Phil Bloom, and I work for a small museum and heritage center um, where we maintain two or three of our own websites with local history data. My name is Natasha. I'm a student at the, from the University of Brighton. My name is Sophie Connor. I am from Emma's Game. That's a company name. I'm a UX researcher for them. Mel Leith. Uh, I work in product management and I work for a company called Maru, which is recently acquired by Stagwell. I'm Andy. Uh, I am a service design contractor. I'm Carl. I work at a company called Bookwen. We help people set up their own events. So my name is Rachel Smith. I'm working for a mental health charity up in London. My name's uh, Dan Lacey. I'm a UI designer. I work uh, with a company called Mercator Digital. Hello there. My name's Trevor Spink. Um, I run a small digital agency called Ionic Digital. And is it your first time at UX Brighton? Yeah, it was, it's my first time. It's not. I'm... Uh... A veteran, I've been a few times, yeah. I'm a local as well, so uh, yeah, I tend to come pretty much every year. Uh, I hear the different talks, I like the fact that it's a different topic every year, uh, different themes. Seriously, what keeps me coming back is because I like the way that um, it's themed each time, and Dan, I think, curates it really well in finding speakers who can kind of tease apart the theme but from different perspectives. Yeah, first time this year, yeah, very. Um, well, I'm new to Brighton, so um, we've moved in here about a year ago, and I thought it would be good to go out and network with kind of people that do the same kind of thing that I do. No, I'm afraid not. I'm a, a vintage person who's been on the UX scene in Brighton for many years. Um, I think this is about my sixth. Are there any particular speakers that stood out for you, any particular talks that resonated? I've enjoyed all of them actually this year has been really good I think the first two I'm just going to remind myself um, so the first one was all about what is creativity I loved that one because it was kind of like going back to basics about the philosophy and psychology of things so I studied cognitive science so Margaret Bowden was a big influence on me so it's nice to be reminded of that and then Stephanie um, I thought her data, like the way that she presented data was just amazing and, and I, I wrote down a number of things that I'm going to go and look up later. Um, yeah, and so we had a little break and then 
it was Mark after that, he was really interesting, quite funny, I thought that was good. And then Tricky, you know, he was coming into it in a different way. Um, I think he was he was kind of coming at it in a in quite a similar way to Tom, but I think it was good still. And yeah, the the last one was the last two were good too. So there was one speaker who who talked about the fact that sometimes it's difficult to, to get thing um, ideas on the spot. So I really like that approach rather than the the idea of. of coming up with an idea in like 20 minutes or something because as someone who's autistic um, processing speed is a bit slower for me but that doesn't necessarily mean my idea is not going to be a good idea. Definitely really really enjoyed it it's a kind of it's a step away from what I normally do and uh, it's given me some more uh, thoughts outside of my normal role. Yeah I particularly like Chris Howe I thought he his, his was very entertaining and also Tom Kerwin um, but they were all good, all good. If you could describe kind of your one key takeaway from what you've heard so far, what would it be? You don't have to stick to the sort of set rules that are there. You can go away from them, but also sort of return to them, develop them. They're there as sort of a starting point, but you can mould them to what you're, what you need. Question yourself as you're going along, but also sort of what you're making and why. I think that's the most important part to me. Well, I've got one actually at the moment. I'm trying to build a data set which is imperfect. So at the end of that last lady's talk about how can you draw some visualisations, tell some stories from that, either visually or not, even while accepting that the data's not perfect, I think is really important. So I'm going to try and take away and think about how to do that uh, straight away from that one. I think for me, there's, there's stuff there that we could certainly think about in terms of, we do a lot of user research sessions with our key users, if you like, and how you visualise the outcomes and the, the answers you get, the feedback about the, the stuff we're showing them. I think it could be a lot more visual, and I'd like to think about how we could try and integrate some of the stuff we've seen today into that. Learning a bit about how other people see the world, because I, I think being genuinely creative is if you like, a moment of genius rather than a process. Um, it almost defies process. Process can, can be an obstacle. So I'm really curious to see how others maybe have been able to use process to be creative or how they managed to sidestep it. Breaking rules, I think, probably. Um, <laughs> because, you know, I think uh, certainly in my, you know, what, what I tend to do, um, in certainly in government is you know working within the design system very heavily and you know there's there's a set of kind of uh, guide rails to follow quite often certain expectations that uh, teams tend to have um, but you also have to be kind of creative in uh, overcoming certain challenges time constraints is something I'm working you know on the strict or a project at the moment that has quite strict time constraints on. Um, I think I'm going to do a little work on myself and kind of, um, I am, I love drawing and things like that, but I never get time to do it. But I think after today, I'm gonna to do something creative. So I'm not just gonna talk about creativity, I'm actually gonna do it. I think it'd be a, like a note to self really, not to hone in on an idea um, too quickly, because I think that's what I'm guilty of, is to allow yourself to be creative, and I believe that everyone, Everyone is great in some way. Uh, I think
think the data visualization is really, really interesting actually, because we spend a lot of time thinking about data. Uh, we spend a lot of time thinking about how to collect it, how to get it from people without uh, introducing biases, and then how to report it back to our clients. So the data visualization just gave me a few kind of uh, bits of inf uh, inspiration, I would say, uh, to take back into the office. I think it's kind of like, uh, I suppose, the ideas of uh, sort of looking for a sort of opportunities to sort of like, uh, well, break out those molds that you have, you know, sort of um, working collaboratively, being creative in limited space. Thanks for listening to this episode of Understanding Users. If you enjoyed what you heard, do please like or comment wherever you're listening and feel free to share this episode more widely. And feel free, of course, to drop me a line with any feedback via LinkedIn or my website, researchable.uk. Join me again next time when I'll be sharing some more insights from digital design professionals. Until then, stay safe and stay user-centered.